everyone, and welcome back to the Bill Reads Teach podcast. I am your host, Miss Shanina. Thank you so much for joining us. We have been working and talking on a series called Education During the Coronavirus Crisis. And so we have talked to a school leader. We talked to an educational consultant, master teacher. And today we're going to talk to a social worker by the name of Miss Ashley Gray. I want you to know that not only have this coronavirus changed the way we think and feel, it also has impacted the way our children think and feel, the way our students um, will interact with teachers. It's definitely changed the way teachers see education and how they're going to have to stand up in front of the class. The administrative teams that are, are going to have to work together to put all these things in place. So as we are moving forward in this discussion, we really have to put the social and emotional, and we've been talking about this a lot on this podcast, the social and emotional concerns of our children, staff, parents as a priority. We need to start asking those questions. How do you feel? What are your fears? What questions do you have? And really start to have really powerful dialogue and community discussion about the the anxiety, the worries, the concern about returning back to school in the fall. And so as a community, we're going to talk today with Ms. Gray. She's going to give us some great insight and some strategies to think about um, as a parent, as a teacher or an administrator. And we need to pull together all our resources and start to have these powerful conversations to really connect humans because this is a human experience. This coronavirus disease that have devastated lives, it has nothing to do with your, you know, your color, your skin, how much money you make. Um, although it has hit really hard in urban communities, and there's some disparities there for sure as it relates to healthcare, but the disease itself has attacked. And so we as a community really have to talk about it, about how this is going to shape the way we see ourselves and how we're going to interact in the education system. So I look forward to your feedback and your comments. So thank you for joining. Let's get into this discussion. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bill Reese Teach podcast. I have a very special guest here today, Miss Ashley Gray. How are you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Hey, hey. Thank you so very much for allowing me to join you. I'm so excited. Miss um, Gray and I have worked together at one of the charter schools in Southfield, and we had an opportunity to work together as deans. So she's been doing the works on the grounds for many, many years. Why don't you tell the podcast a little bit about yourself, your background, and um, so they can get to kind of know who you are. Definitely. Um, so my background is in social work. My undergrad and master's are in social work. And then I moved directly into working in juvenile justice, um, where I work with young um, people from the age of seven to 21 who have committed some type of crime in the community of um, Detroit. And they were coming home from a residential placement. And now me and my team had to work with them to build their confidence, build their environment, build their school back um, where they will become hopefully successful back into the community. Um, so I stayed there for about 11 years. Um, I kind of moved up the ranks and I really wanted to better understand why so many students commit crimes during the day. 
So mm. I wanted to go into education and find out why education is mentally having students mentally check out of school and then physically right. check out. Why are they not connecting the school, which is leading them into the streets and causing um, them to do criminal activity? So I right. uh, then had an opportunity to work uh, with you and your great staff and in, in that community at, at the charter school. And I learned a lot about understanding the school and understanding um, how teachers connect with students. Um, and then I left there and now I'm in a public school um, where I'm over the uh, behavior department for a public school system where we work with the same type of students who are struggling with connecting with school and acting um, and having some uh, behavior problems in the classroom. So we're working on that social emotional needs of students. Um, why are you struggling with connecting to the academic piece of school? Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me, with our team, we are coming together and coming up with group sessions, come up with counseling sessions, coming up with um, resources for community, I mean, for families, so they can eliminate any barriers for the student to be successful. So um, we have really kind of expound that program but at the same time I'm also I have a private practice where we have a wonderful staff um, where we're trying to meet the needs of the community by doing individual and family counseling we do uh, trainings to different schools on race and relations we're doing how to um, engage teachers and families back together um, we're talking about trauma in the classroom so we, I, my plate is full, but I am excited about the journey ahead and kind of excited about kind of what things are bringing about. So, yeah, that's kind of my story. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for sharing. Um, I love your story and who you are. Tell us the name of your consulting company. It is called E3 Michigan Engage, Empowered, Educate. Powerful. So, you know, um, you have a lot of background knowledge in social emotional health as well as mental health. And I really wanted to get your perspective on the show. We've been focusing on education during the coronavirus. And we also have other things going on as we brutality and you know the human humanity at this point is being tested of other people. And so I really wanted to get your feedback because I know you've been doing the work with your team for so many years. But I want to talk to you about what kind of advice are you giving parents? So we're going to focus on, on parents right now um, as it relates to their children or young people struggling to understand COVID-19 and the impact that it has um, on the community. Um, what, are, what are some of the advice you're giving? What are some of the strategies you've been sharing with parents to support their child during this time? Definitely. Um, I think first to acknowledge that this is hard. I think we all need to acknowledge um, and for a moment that, wow, this has never happened before in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. So I think giving place to that, saying that, acknowledging that um, is powerful. Then I think talking to your family about what does this mean for us? How can we be safe? How can we keep each other safe? Um, because throughout this whole thing, people have lost people who they may know directly or indirectly. Um, so I think we cannot overcast that or kind of minimize that this has been very, very impactful. The world shut down for two, for, I think they talked about thir 13 weeks, you know? So I think having conversations with your kid about what does this mean? What is the virus? What does it look like? Showing different videos on YouTube 
um, understanding how it attacks your body. I think really giving kids the the chemistry behind it, the emotional uh, disaster that it is causing families because you cannot go out and see your loved one if they're in the hospital. Um, you can. It's very hard for you to talk to them when they have breathing tubes in them. Understanding all of that, understanding why we're now wanting to put masks on. I think sometimes parents just say, come on, we're about to go to the store, you need to put a mask on and not really go into detail about what it is, why it's happening, and why has the world shut down. Um, so those are having those open dialogues are very helpful. Talking to their kid, because a lot of times I we work um, in the therapy department, we talk about you know, you tell my friend, I can't have friends over anymore. Well, why, mom? I want to go out. I want to be outside because they're not really understanding the, the magnitude of this disease. Um, so really just having those conversations with kids, breaking it down and make it, check in with them. One thing I tell all my families, check in with your kid instead of just saying, how are you doing? Because that's really a close ended question. Talk about my peak of the day and my pit of the day. So you say something that's really impactful to you that happened to you that day that was my peak I really got excited about this mom or this really you know this was the pit of my day that I couldn't go outside that I couldn't talk to my friends so really changing our narrative and our conversation with families sitting down and eating together making them have those bonding moments have been will be really really successful in keeping that conversation going as it relates to COVID-19. So as it relates to school, Ms. Gray, what steps do you think schools need to take um, as it relates to meeting the social emotional needs of the student? Now, you and I know students cannot learn unless their social and emotional need is met. Um, clearly, they're there for the academic program, but they have feelings, they have thoughts. So what steps do you think the school need to take in the fall upon returning of staff and students and parents coming back into the building? Definitely. As it relates to schools, I believe there needs to be more of a check-in. I think every morning, a check-in of the pulse of the student. Not necessarily always just the physical. Yes, we're going to, I think, schools are going to do different measures to make sure the safety is in check. Their, their physical safety, but also, like you stated, the emotional safety. So do check-ins. Have little conversations, those circles um, in the mornings, those peer uh, check-ins with each other. I also have suggested thought boxes throughout the school, throughout the building, put a box, a comment box, you know, how are you doing check in? And then I will also encourage teachers to stay outside of their classroom when you're not in class, walk the halls, be more uh, present. So if you see a student having a struggling moment in the hallway, how can you check in with that student? Because the teachers really are valuable. Um, they really create those relationships. So I will ask that more teachers are in the hallways, more principals are in the hallways, more social workers are in the hallways to really check the, the environment to see how students are doing. Because when they ask for a timeout in the hallway, that's when really you can connect with that student. So those are some things that those are some immediate things that I think schools need to make sure that they're aware of. And then constant communication with families, making sure that families are um present, making sure families have been communicated with. If they need to come in, how can you, we make that safe for them to come in and check on this child too? Well, yeah, that's a very valid point, Ms. Gray. We need to make sure that the staff, the parents, and the students are comfortable and working together in the building. So thank you for that feedback. But before I get you off, I've been asking all my guests this question. What has COVID-19 taught you? 
professionally or personally about yourself? What have you learned from this experience? Yeah, personally, it's taught me to be prepared for change a little bit more readily. Um, at first, when the COVID-19 started, I was definitely um, emotionally struggling. because I was worried about the kids that we service. I was worried about the families that I deal with in my private practice. How are they doing in, in the midst of all this? Um, so I think technology, as we all know, there is some inequity issues as it relates to who has technology, um, who doesn't. I think this world has wakened up hmm. a little bit more to try to better understand what can we do to make sure that everybody has the same tools that they need to be successful. Um, right. As it relates to uh, me, I have learned to sit still more and be patient um, because, I, you know, I think a lot of times we move and we just go places just to be going. Mm-hmm. Now this has told us to sit still and be at peace with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I have put, poured more into myself. I poured more into investing into me as it relates to my, uh, my own safety, as it relates to my own mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I've. I have a passion for puzzles. I started doing more and more puzzles. Oh, and just finding, Yeah, just finding peace with myself just to be still. Right. Um, and definitely making sure that financially we are ready for anything because, you know, you can have a job one moment and then it's gone the next. Absolutely. How can we really, yeah, how can we really make sure that we are financially stable in the midst of any crisis? So I think those are some main things that I've learned about myself and just things around me, how we value connection too. And I, you know, I'm, I'm always worried about my mother and for Mm -hmm. the very beginning of COVID-19, I could not come over. I couldn't, we were, we, you know, we were afraid to touch, but Mm -hmm. how much we need that as humans, just the sense connection. It's so powerful that because you take those little things for granted. And then when they're taken away because of a disease that you can't see, it does bring things in perspective as human beings that no matter what's going on, even what's going on in our world right now, um, we need each other. We need human connections to survive. And Mm -hmm. when you and I work with young people, even at um, our current, our former job, we worked together. That was one of the things that you and I talked a lot about is that people miss an opportunity to connect. And it's really sad because when people cry out, even when we see with the protesting, when people crying out and acting out in school or even in their own personal relationships, that um, is something that has nothing to do with the other person. It's the person that's, you know, struggling with themselves and they're saying, see me, hear me. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we're struggling with that as a people. So for you, right. COVID-19 is told us, you know what? I can take those relationships away from you. I can take away connection. And that in itself is, it's really scary. Don't you think? You know, it's definitely overwhelming. I I definitely agree. It, it has been, and no, and nobody can tell that this was coming, and mm-hmm. so I think nobody was prepared for this. Yeah, but it humbled us. I really do believe this had this pandemic has humbled us as a people. Um, just to hit the reset button, right? Which was much needed because with social media and every the technology moving so rapid that it was mm-hmm. i think we all just needed a moment just to sit still right, right. and take care of ourselves you mentioned the point yeah. where you said you take time to really pour into yourself 
And um, when you're sitting in the house, you really don't have a choice. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> you got to work some things out. So, yeah, this is an interesting divine kind of thing, I say, that you really have to come out of this uh, a new version of yourself, a better version of yourself, learning how to connect and work with people. I definitely want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing your expertise about what schools and families can, can do to connect with one another during this time. Um, everyone that is you know, have phenomenal business, please check into their consulting business and I'll put all the information in the podcast because we need each other. We need to build connections and we need to make sure we build community during this time. So thank you so much. I really thank you. Thank you. I want to thank Miss Gray for coming on the show today. She gave us some really great things to think about. And as parents, we need to continue to have those conversations with our children as teachers, as staff and administrative teams need to have community discussions about the what if, how we're going to take care of each other. We need to make sure those wellness and social emotional programs are in our school buildings and doing those check-ins and making sure that we're available because this is going to take all of us coming together as a community. So I thank you for joining on to the show. We need to just think about that human connection that we discuss and how powerful it is and what it means to each of us. And as we think about education during the coronavirus crisis, we all can contribute and touch a life in some way. And so we need to continue to have these conversations and continue to work together as a team, as a community. So thank you for joining. Until next time, have a wonderful day.